Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyers. Visit getjim.com. Before we get to a little contender pretender, do you want your your Warner fix here? Well, I do because I think somebody actually nailed to, the one okay. that I was looking right. for, wasn't, and wasn't, and we're talking about Fred Warner from uh, from San Francisco, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, God, he reminds me of a KU guy. And somebody from the six two zero text and he goes, "You're thinking of Ron Warner," and I'm like, "That's it. That's the guy I'm thinking of. He played at KU like back in the day." When I was there, I think, you know, like Ron Warner. So that's the name that I am uh, thinking of. Defensive end uh, from Independence, Kansas. There you go. Sometimes you just need to know what's stuck in your craw. Seventh round draft pick of the New Orleans Saints. We still find out where your craw is. Well, we're still looking for that. Yeah, We don't know where the craw is. Right. And don't want to know. Don't want to know. But 913-586-7610, the J Southland Tow Service text line is always open for you. Who you rolling with? A contender or pretender? I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum. It's contender or pretender on Fesco in the morning. All right, today decided that maybe we look at the teams that aren't in the in the uh, the final game. Yeah, and maybe look at next year's contender or pre- pretender. Because the the key is sustainability, right? right? The Chiefs have shown that better than anyone. A lot of times these teams fall off. So of the we're gonna go back to the to the round before as well. The divisional round. But contender, pretender, the Ravens. Well, look, I think they're a contender. I, I don't know what they did in the playoffs from an offensive standpoint, Josh, from a play calling standpoint. A lot of people yesterday talking about like, what the hell happened there? Did you forget to run the football? And so I, I think the Ravens, though, I still think they're a contender. They they have Lamar Jackson, and he's a great regular season quarterback. I can't say he's a great postseason quarterback yet, but he's a great regular season quarterback. And if he continues to play at this type of level in the regular season, the Baltimore Ravens are always going to be in it. They got a really good head coach, too, in John Harbaugh. And so because of Lamar and because of Harbaugh and and look, that defense is fantastic as well. Yeah, they're a definite contender. They are. They just had a bad day against a really good football team that makes you pay for your mistakes. Now, I know the list is long. Um, It's really only Brady and Burrow. Right. Who've been able to get Mahomes. Yeah, right? that's exactly right. Heads with Allen in the postseason. He may get a regular season game here, too, but doesn't get the, the, the one that counts. Mm-hmm. 
Lamar's in that camp now too. Right. Yep. I think they're a contender, but can you get over the hump? And then does does John Harbaugh have an Andy Reid problem? Well, to, to, to answer your question, though, like contender or pretender, I guess they're all pretenders as long as the Chiefs are doing their There's thing. There's a little bit of that, you too. Know? But is, does John Harbaugh have a have an Andy Reid problem, too? What do you mean by that? Can't beat the master. Well, Andy Reid is 6-0 and against his disciples in the postseason, so it's not just John Harbaugh. No. It's everybody. And Wasn't this their first matchup in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? So, um, so can he get over on Andy Reid? I don't know that anybody can get over on Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid does a great job in setting you up for success to become a head coach in this league and then knows how to crush all your hopes and dreams. Because there's, I mean, <laughs> not taking anything away, Chiefs won the game, right? Yeah. But if I'm a Ravens fan, there's a lot of questions. What oh, yeah. the hell were you doing? Well, the and biggest so question like, is Todd Monken, their offensive do you, coordinator. Do you go into a game against the Chiefs and Wilt? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And I think Wilt's playing for the Chiefs. I think that there was a lot of that. Has anybody asked him about it? I don't know. A contender or pretender, the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Buffalo Bills right now, as we sit today, are probably still a contender, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, this offseason and, and how they change their roster up a little bit. But again, if you're competing against the Chiefs and you got to face them in the playoffs, they're a pretender because they haven't done it yet. And I think they see ghosts now when Kansas City plays them. They like had an that. opportunity at home. They've had opportunities on the road. I know everybody wanted the neutral site last year for the uh, for the game, you know, because of the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation, and everybody was rooting for the neutral site. Like, the Buffalo Bills right now, you get got every time you play Kansas City. And it, you can't say it, 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 it's because you play at Arrowhead. They went up to your crib and, and, and beat your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think contender, but yes. Are the Demons still going to be there? Yes. Yeah. Are the Bills... Probably going to be a playoff team, though, next year. Yes. Well, so let's look that. at that division real fast. I mean, obviously, the Jets are winning. I would think they're – well, I would think they're the paper champs. I mean, it is almost February, so we can start picking the Jets and the Chargers, right? Well, I mean, if if Aaron's throwing lasers at OTAs or something right. in May, mm-hmm. they will definitively be the favorites. And Mayo's bringing a new attitude to New England, too. Oh, great. And he's still got the quarterback who now says he's been screwed up or whatever. Yeah. The Mac Jones of yesterday, like, cut bait. You got to get guy. rid of that guy fast. You, 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 you got, you, I mean, I would bring Matt Castle back before I play Mac, Mac Jones Stay again. with the AFC Texans. Contender, Contender 100%. 100%. They're going to own that division. CJ Stroud is legit. D'Amico Ryans is awesome. I love that quarterback coach combination. Let's go. I'm uh, prepping for a drop off. Okay. I understand that. Like, that was the team that hit it. And who's winning that division? And you, uh, can you quit it? Who's winning that division? Uh, valid question. Thank you. That, that division's not not going to be great. Because I'm interested to see how Jacksonville recovers. You talk about a nosedive. You went to the playoffs, had a big win in the playoffs last year against the Chargers, came in at one point, Peter King says, I don't see them losing a game type of stuff. And they didn't make the playoffs. Project the number one seed based on their schedule. Right. And they didn't make the playoffs. They nosedived. How are they going to recover? Mm-hmm. And is Trevor Lawrence really a good quarterback? Hell if I know. I thought he was. I don't know. To the NFC Packers. I will say contender. Contender. Yes. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. Love, Jordan Love. I'm, he, I'm a believer. Yeah. I apologize. I am too. Yep. You, you threw over through some passes when he saw you playing that COVID game in Kansas City when mm-hmm. Aaron had COVID and. You know, made all right. my judgments based on that, but no, you proved it. it looked nope. like you're, I did, and I was playing the odds of there's no way they get three quarterbacks in a row right. And bro, so. they went over to San Francisco and almost beat the 49ers yeah. too. So. And then I could, I could pose the same question that division. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because one of the teams we'll discuss coming up might be in some question too. Yeah, uh, the Bucks. 
Well, again, it goes back to the division. You know, I think if they keep Baker Mayfield, Atlanta and Raheem Morris, love Raheem Morris, think he's going to do good things, but they don't have a quarterback. Carolina's a joke. Um, and the, right and the Saints, I mean, they're a meddling yeah. team. I mean, they, they are representative keep, of who Dennis Allen really is, just a middle-aged run, white guy. Run back Baker. Yeah. I'll give you a shot to be a, a playoff team. Like, like, like Dennis Allen is like the dad, seemingly, of, of like coaching, right? And, and the Saints are like the dad of the NFL. Like, they're, they're a nice guy. They're there, but you're never really threatened. I bought the Derek Carr thing, and Derek Carr was just Derek Carr. He didn't so. play good. He, he disappointed just, he just me. He regular old Derek Carr. He hurt my heart. Yeah. I really was rooting for him. I was too. Such a nice guy. He was a nice kid. And uh, the Lions, contender, pretender. Great question on this one. I don't know the answer to that. Did you feel great when you heard Dan Campbell's post game the other day? Led me to think, ooh, could be a pretender. It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be... It's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. It's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up, and uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine, you know? which is fine, but so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity, and we, we had an opportunity, and we just couldn't close it out. That sounds real. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like Dan Campbell needs a couple days away, mm-hmm. a little recharge, right? and figure it out. But he's he says, not wrong with anything that he says. When you get to that point, like we're very fortunate in Kansas City that we saw the Royals lose a heartbreaking World Series and then come back the next year and win it. And then we saw the Chiefs lose a heartbreaking AFC championship game and then come back the next year and win it. Like, that doesn't happen. Usually those championship game losers don't show back up again to the party. And Dan Campbell speaking in reality there. How are you going to recover from it? Because his coaching decisions are being looked at as the dumbest in Detroit sports history and should be. You're listening to nerds and analytics instead of going with your gut and taking the points like you got to score points to win. Okay. Analytics. When you look at them in sports, that's like the consulting firm that you bring in for your office, right? They come in, they tell you what to do and then they leave. They don't care whether or not the results work. That's what analytics are. They tell you what the numbers say you should do, but there's no, okay, what if this doesn't work? Then what do I do? Well, I I don't know. I'm I'm taking a lunch and I'm going to go smoke a cigarette now. Like that's where you are with, with analytics in the game and people follow these like they're gospel. You've got to go out there and you've got to make decisions that are smart football decisions. And I think Dan Campbell got caught up in the non-football side of things. And instead of taking the points, listen to people up in the booth, tell them to kick a field goal or to, to go for it in those situations. And so in, in championship games, you got to finish off your opponent. And the only way you finish off your opponent is by getting points. And and all points add up, whether they're three, six, two, or one, you've got to go out there and you've got to get them. And they left points on the field and it came back. Now to bite that them. drives them and they're hungry. And they draft well, like they did last year. They have a chance to be a contender in that division. Everybody in this division is loading up. Yeah, yeah. I think the Packers are on the climb. Yeah. I think the Bears stink. And, and who's quarterback and in the Vikings? Yeah. The Vikings might not be any better next year. Right. So 
you have a division that's that's very very winnable. I, I I just think we we were spoiled by the Royals and we were spoiled by the Chiefs. Now we if bounce we, back and learn how to, yeah, to fight through those right? the adversity and what have you, not everybody can. No, and those guys said that in that locker room, Josh, that day after they lost. I mean, they that's when they decided they were going to win in 2015. They decided to be number one again next year, and 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 they decided on that day when they lost to the Giants, just like the song said, yeah, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to win the World Series, and that was their mindset right from the get go. So it it all depends, man. It's 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 about leadership and it's about how Dan Campbell sees things. And if that's the message that he had after the game, I understand that, but that can't be the message on March 17th when OTA start chiefs color analyst, Dan and Hughes will drop by the loss of uh, Charles Menehu and what's ahead against the Niners. We'll discuss with Dana next. Sesco in the morning brought to you by Rainer garage doors of Kansas city. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Tune in to hear Nate Taylor every Thursday at 825 during the Chiefs season right here on 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guacamole on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bono looking to pass the football. Throws in the middle. Pass is caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Touchdown, Chiefs. Touchdown, Chiefs. Daniel Hughes puts the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Halfback pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Daniel Hughes from Marcus Allen. Expert analysis, news, and views. From Chiefs Radio Network color analyst, Dana Hughes. This so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season, and we showed who was the best team on this field and deserved to host another AFC championship for four straight years. But you can call him D-Nice. Just call me D-Nice. Chiefs color analyst Dana Hughes joins us here on 610 Sports Radio Tuesdays at 7.30. And wow, we're still doing this, huh? Keep, How about that? Let's just keep it going, Dana, and keep it going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is uh, this has been uh, par for the course now. I mean, like, the season ends normally in early January, but not for us. I mean, we've planned accordingly. Uh, it's a fun time. You know what? I was listening to B-Dub's, uh, you know, little – uh, mashup for that intro for me and I was thinking you know that was a couple of years ago and yep. I had thought man you know maybe I'll ask a favor and see if he can revamp it a little bit but the only part that I think needs to be changed is six 
I was with yeah. you. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say that to we'll start just, this interview. Like we gotta change right, that be, now. Be quiet. Be quiet for a second, Danny. Can you just say six? Six. There we go. We'll Good. Just, we'll, we'll just, just put, it, put it, it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. We'll, we'll put there that we in. We'll where does this one? Where does this one rank about, for you? How about I do like fifth, sixth, like, and then you just go four, five, six, real quick, like. <laughs> I got you, Danon. <laughs> we got it. We're good to go. Where does this one rank for you? This is my favorite one because of all the naysayers that were out there all year long saying they couldn't do it. I absolutely love this one. This is my favorite. Where is it for you? Yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it definitely is uh, extremely satisfying because of that. Uh, all the naysayers writing us off. And, you know, and to be honest, we contributed to that. I mean, to go – a minus 11 and a giveaway takeaway throughout the entire season or throughout most of the season, especially the last portion of it. And then to have the record number drops. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily negate a lot of those naysayers comments and concerns, but it, but it is satisfying because we were able to overcome. And this team uh, is a team of grit and determination, perseverance, and for that, that is satisfying to me. But as far as in comparison, like there's nothing – I don't know if there's going to be anything like that first Super Bowl after the 2019 season. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, that was such a long time coming, uh, the way we got there, the way we were able to overcome the, the uh, you know, the double-digit comebacks throughout the playoffs. Uh, I, I think that one's going to always have a special place in my heart, especially for the Chiefs fans because they had been so so reliable, so dialed in for so many years through my career where we just dropped the ball and didn't, didn't get it done, and yet they still continued to stay with us. So I feel like that first one is always going to be the most special, but this one is definitely satisfying. Somebody asked me yesterday, like they said, are you getting kind of grizzled to the Super Bowl now? And like, we're here every year. I'm like, no, never. Like a- every year to me that we make it to the Super Bowl is in and of itself a-, a great thing because we know that this ride will not last forever and we're witnessing history. And so when, when people say, are you know, Chiefs fans starting to get grizzled a little bit to the Super Bowl, does it matter as much anymore? For me, it matters more today than it did even yesterday. And as we get closer and closer to the game, it's like, I want these championships. I want to start stacking. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now. Like I'll never get grizzled to going to the Super Bowl every single year. You know, like it'll never get old. Here's the big question. There's a generation of middle schoolers and high schoolers right now that think this is normal, right? Like this is normal. So which one is better? Which one's worse? All of us old people that remember those those lean years, and that's to say it nicely, the lean years that built up to this so we can be satisfied right now, or those high schoolers that think it's normal. Like, I kind of feel envious of those kids because they're like, ah, yeah, Super Bowl, AFC championships, darn it, it's not here at Arrowhead again. What, what happened? Right. And, and we, we went all those years without even winning a playoff game, so – uh, I think it's just a, a special, special time in the Chiefs' kingdom, and we are embarking upon being like the villains, which I, I think we are. Yeah, I to feel who? Like across, across the country, you uh, know, people are getting tired. They, you know, everything's about Taylor Swift and and all that stuff. All making all the extra noise, the refs, and what calls supposedly went our way. Blah blah blah. 
fact remains is that even through tough times, we were resilient and we were able to overcome and we went a different path this year, uh, slaying the dragon in Buffalo and, and then going to the number one seed and handling that business. Everything, uh, every hurdle that we could have faced, we were able to jump over. And and to me, that makes it for a really, really cool story. Scar tissue, make, I don't know what scar tissue does for you. No, it, um, it makes, makes you tougher. But, but think also, about like kids in high school. They've seen the Royals win. They've seen KU win. They've seen the Chiefs win. Like They think this is the best place on earth for sports when pre-2014, pre we didn't win anything, you know? I know, I know, man. I, I'm, I, that's the part that I'm envious about. Yeah. They're just so pure and, you know, they, they, they live in rainbows and, and gold coins and blah, blah, blah. Everything is just hunky-dory while we've still got that scar tissue. Uphill so both ways. Right. Dana, yeah. Dana Hughes used to walk to school uphill both ways. Um, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. And I like also the, the, the people are tired. I guarantee you this is going to be a record-setting Super Bowl. Their number's going to come in. It's going to be, well, I don't know, what is it, $120 million? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can complain all you want. They're going to the, the NFL fans going to yeah. be watching this game, so I, yeah, I, I don't even fall for that either. Make no mistake about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is going to be an epic showdown. You got the the top seed from the NFC, the the rematch. Uh, there's still several guys on that team that that had to experience that loss against us in the 2020 Super Bowl. So, well, yeah, like. I think there's a great storyline. It could have been a great storyline going against the Detroit Lions to open the season on Thursday night in a loss where we didn't have Chris Jones, where we were shorthanded, and then to close the book on the season would have been cool. But I feel like the rematch, we're the home team. We're able to, you know, they're able to try to seek that revenge and use that as a motivating factor. We're able to kind of cement our place in history of winning three of four Super Bowls. Like, I think there's a lot of storylines that will make this uh, a must-watch game overall. I'm just happy that we'll be there at Arrowhead West. No doubt about it. Playing in, in the Raiders <laughs> facility where they're going to paint the end zones with the Chiefs and the 49ers. It's got to be a, a very, very, very sad day for them. It's also sad day for Charles. And we're practicing, and we're practicing at their facility. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. We got to <laughs> bug it, right? Like, are people going to say, oh, the Chiefs bugged the Raiders facility when they were there? Now, <laughs> Belichick wasn't there. I Check ahead of time. Make sure the the hot water, yeah, the hot water. Maybe they leave the key under the yeah, mat or something like that, pulling on the door and it's not open. And so Charles Amena, who doesn't get to play in the Super Bowl, and that stinks because I think he's a very nice player. Does this open the door for Felix to get an opportunity? It could. It could. I mean, I think what we saw is the the benefit uh, in some respects for that Week 18 game when we had already set ourselves as that number three seed. You had the door open for guys like Felix and Malik Herring. And, and give credit to Malik Herring because he basically assumed that last roster position based on his efforts in that 13-12 win in Week 18. So uh, it just goes to show you that every game matters. If, even if it doesn't matter as far as a record or, or positioning in the playoffs, it couldn't matter for players' careers and players' opportunities and to be a guy that might be elevated and be able to at least say he's suited up for, ran down on kickoffs, protected on punts, whatever it is for a Super Bowl is, is incredible. And then with Felix being the number one pick, 
from this previous draft, like it would be great to see him on the field. And who knows, you know, we've seen stranger things where guys have come in and, you know, unsung heroes or guys making plays. Uh, look, look at Dion Bush. Nobody expected him to play much safety, and he came through with an interception in the AFC Championship. That's a that's a memorable thing, not just for he and his family, but for the Chiefs' kingdom. So it would be cool to see Felix out there. It is tough for Charles Amenahu being that he played for the Niners. Uh, he would love to obviously go against them in the Super Bowl. And, and the way the injury happened, if I remember correctly, it was kind of friendly fire. He just was caught right around the pile and got clipped on his knee. So it's unfortunate for him, but I feel like this team rallies around uh, those injured guys, and hopefully we can still put forth a great effort. I find myself still amazed at Steve Spagnuolo's defense this year, not only getting your kind of your headliner playmakers playing as well as they have been, Mm -hmm. but you mentioned Deion Bush. I mean, I don't know how many guys – 25, 30 guys have contributed somewhere, somehow on, on defense, uh, defensive snaps this year and like not missed a beat. I I think it's pretty incredible. The depth that they have showcased this season. Yeah. There's, there's something to be said about depth and not just the depth of, okay, well this guy is viable to fill in or, but there's not a significant drop. And you guys have heard me say all the time in the NFL, there's such a lean difference between the first string guy and the second string guy. And sometimes it's just about opportunity and what we're seeing, whether it's Shamari Connor as a rookie coming in, making plays, grading out one of the top safeties uh, in the divisional round when we played against the bills. And now you have circumstances where you're seeing elevation of like George Karloftis making plays, fumble recovery, sacks, et cetera. And then, Deion Bush coming in. I mean, it just seems like the list goes on and on of contributors. And to me, Steve Spagnolo has done a great job. And I guess it would start with Brett Veach and the scouting department because you're bringing guys in and then you're giving, you're basically handing over those guys to Steve Spagnolo and Spags is saying, you know what? I'll figure out a way to use this guy. Here's a place where I can use him. Here's a package. Here's a blitz concept. Uh, here's what we can do on special teams and then have him ready that if he has to be thrust in, uh, in a crucial situation, everybody on the defense has confidence. It's not one of those situations where it's like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we got Bush in the game. We got to protect them. Let's run this certain, this certain scheme because we can't expose this DB because he's a weak link. That's not the case with this defense, which makes it extremely cool. And and that's a tribute to Brett Veach for being able to build a roster, Danon, yeah. which is just remarkable, not just one through 10, but one through 53 and valuing that bottom third of the roster. You know, a lot of times you don't see that in the NFL where, you know, a lot of times you got a savvy Piscatelli on your roster. Now <laughs> you're looking around and you've got like Dion Bush and he's going out there and getting an interception like the bottom part part of this roster is so valuable and important to the team and it's embraced by the GM. You know, what's really cool is that it also speaks to the culture because you got to realize that every player on this roster, as you mentioned, the 53 guys, even the practice squad guys that get elevated here or there, echo Boydo, those kind of guys, Nick Jones, Cam Jones, before he got hurt, the bottom of the roster kind of hybrid, uh, uh, practice squad guys and inactives or possibly active, they were all stars in college. Like no, none of them went to college and said, you know what? I'm going to get drafted as the L3 on the kickoff coverage. No, 
They were stars, and now you have a culture where you've brought stars in who are used to playing every down on offense or defense, gotten them to believe that their contribution to this team will be on special teams, then also got them to believe that you're literally one play away from being a contributor on defense, and we need you to prepare accordingly just as much as Chris Jones and George Karloftis and Nick Bolton and guess what? The guys bought in, and that's why they're able to flourish. So it, it speaks so much more than just the X's and O's and the abilities. It's about the makeup and the culture of this organization, that they're getting guys in who are contributing in one fashion, have built a roster spot, have built their lane, and then all of a sudden, hey, we need you on defense. We need you on offense. We need you to punt return. And they're going out and getting the job done at a championship clip chiefs offense was facing a number one defense and, and maybe, you know, didn't have a lot going in, in the, in the second half, but overall in the, in the postseason, are you, are you pleased with how they've narrowed down where they're going to offensively and really defined what they want to do offensively in the postseason? You know, what's been extremely uh, impressive to me about this offense is coming out for round one swing, throwing haymakers. Like, that's what – and we've talked about it on the pregame show. It was one of my keys to victory against the Bills. It was also a part of my keys against the Ravens is the Bills game, I said, is like 1985 Hagler-Hearns. going to be one of the best epic fights between Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the Bills at home, blah, blah, blah. Then this game was like, okay, this is probably like Ali Frazier. They're going to come out and it's gonna, they're going to establish their territory – in the first round, who's going to swing uh, and throw some haymakers to open this game? And we did that. We, we It started with throwing Justin Tucker stuff out of the way so we can actually properly warm up to let them know that, like, we're, we're marking our territory here on your field, and you got nothing to say about it or to do about it. And then to, to open the door for the mounting frustrations from the Ravens to the point where – you got Roquan Smith that's taking a running leap at Trey Smith, yeah. one of the dirty plays in the game, most least class-worthy plays that I've seen in the NFL pre-snap. Like, he had already determined that he was going to do that. And then some of the other antics that were involved in that game. Like, I was impressed. Yeah, they did, we didn't put any points on the board in the second half. Yeah, we were playing relatively conservative in the second half because we didn't want to give them a spark with that defense and, and turning the ball over or anything like that. So we just kind of cruised to victory. But the way we came swinging uh, from pregame through the first half was extremely impressive. Danon, enjoy the lull, I guess, this week and yeah. start getting <laughs> geared up, you know, after the Pro Bowl and uh, get ready for the Super Bowl, my man. Yep, we're going to play flag football this week like the – the Pro Bowlers, and then we're going to get ready for another epic battle. You got it. En- enjoy the week off, Dana. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. That's Chiefs color analyst Dana Hughes joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. And, of course, a players-only show on Thursday nights as well. I know uh, he'll be doing the players-only next week mm-hmm. from uh, Las Vegas on Thursday night. And always look forward to that as well. And uh, pregame, in-game, and more on 106.5 The Wolf with Dana, Mitch, and uh, company. Why would you walk away? Neither may. I'm kind of wondering that myself. I saw a story. Awesome. Next. 
Fesco in the morning. If my neighbor came over and snuck zucchini onto my porch, I think I'd have him arrested. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Thanks to Dana Hughes, Chief Color Analyst, for dropping by for his weekly visit. Along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Isaac Deer, producing today. Uh, Gronk, Gronk thinks that, you know, time may be right. I love when everybody else gives their opinion on what somebody <laughs> should do with their career, right? So, uh, so. What do you think they should do? Well, I think you should retire. Why? Well, because I don't want them to break all my it's, records. It's time. Rob Gronkowski on uh, on Up and Adams would be uh, surprised, wouldn't be surprised if uh, both, both Kelsey's both are gone. When there's rumors about it, you know, I would say there's definitely some smoke, you know, and, and there's some truth to it. I wouldn't say it's fully, uh, you know, fully, you know, truly true, like what, what, what everything's being talked about. But they are at that age where retirement is totally possible. They can retire at any given season. I can see it more likely. For Thanks, Jason Rob. to retire, yeah. I mean, playing center, getting banged up no, every done, single yeah. play. He, he said he's done. Oh, he said he's yeah, done. He actually he, retired. I think I believe so. No, I don't think, think he did it officially, but it's pretty much so? out there. I think there. I thought Jason but said if, he's done. If Travis goes out and he gets a championship, I can see him retiring. I mean, they're yeah. doing great things off the field. They got that podcast together. I mean, it's the number one podcast in the yeah. sports world now. Um, they're doing all the commercials. They got the whole family involved. So it's great to see. And they got a lot of, you know, opportunities after the game of football as well. So it's all up to them. I love how he says there are rumors out there. Rumors from who, though? You know, like Adam Schefter threw that one out there about Jason Kelsey. Who's reporting that Travis Kelsey is going to retire? Where did that rumor start? Well, that he was obviously washed. Oh, that's right. And that he's got a girlfriend. I forgot he's washed. Clearly clearly those things coming together would have made for that. That's right, Rob. He's terribly washed. It's time to move on. And now he's got a girlfriend. A washed tight end with a girlfriend. Gotta go. Yeah, don't have time for the playbook. Um... So, no, no, Travis is not retiring. Okay, let's just move on. And then Jason Kelsey said this um, on Sunday to the Philadelphia Inquirer. I want to read you this quote. You tell me if this sounds like somebody. I think Jason Kelsey's coming back to piss Schefter off more than anything. And if that's what's motivating you, I'm there for it. And I think he's had really a lot of fun watching his brother the last two weeks ago, and I still want to do this. You still want to do this? that's where I'm at, yeah. Okay, here's the quote from the Philadelphia Inquirer from Jason Kelsey on Sunday. Okay. Quote. As a Philadelphia Eagle, incredibly disappointing season, especially at the end. And I really, really look forward to next year. I look forward to trying to prove people wrong, especially with some of the recent hires and Nick Sirianni. And there's a lot of things up in the air for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think that as a player, you always look forward to going into battle with your guys. And I don't know what's going to happen for me, but I do know I still want to be involved in the organization and still want to be part of it, regardless of what the decision is. Because I don't want to ever feel like I'm on the outside looking in on these achievements and these accolades and these opportunities that largely represent entire cities of fan bases and organizations. It's too good a feeling to pass up. Does that sound like somebody who's ready to turn in his cleats and turn in the key card and become an ambassador for the team and work for Amazon? Mm -mm. It doesn't for me either. And and that's the key part right there. And, And I think you've been very adamant in your take about retirement. And it's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because you know what? Keep going until you're really sure. Because 
once you retire, there's no going back. It's not like you can walk back through those doors a year or two later and say, hey, I'm back, like Kramer at H&H Bank. No, and like, there's a lot of players that try that, and it doesn't right, work. It doesn't work. And or so at least offer themselves, offer their services up to teams, and they're yeah, like, no, we've no, moved we're good. on. So if you're Jason Kelsey and you're still not 100% sure that you're fully ready to retire, then by all means, don't retire. I don't think Nick Sirianni's pushing him out the door. I don't think the Eagles front office is pushing him out the door. And I sure as hell know Philadelphia is not pushing him out the door. But if they are, we'll be more than happy to take Jason Kelsey here in Kansas City and and utilize him in some capacity, you know, on that offensive line. But that doesn't sound to me like he's a guy that's ready to hang it up. And I think you're probably right, Josh. These last couple of weeks and that brother stuff on the field, man, like if that didn't make your heart beat faster and give you the smiles, I don't know what did. Him talking to his brother about achieving all that, like that felt like a guy was like, all right, I got the bug. I'm still not done. I, I still want done. to go back out here and My do body this was again. the day after. Yeah, right, I, yeah. I was sad. I'm out of here. I'm I, done. The end of the season I sucked. I told some teammates after the game, but I was I was in the moment. And yeah. Was, you know, and now I feel better and I'm ready to get back after it. And that's sometimes that's what it takes. You need those couple of weeks off, couple of months off if you're an athlete to kind of refocus and refresh because because who wouldn't be burnt out? Like if Jalen Hurts walked around that locker room after that last game that the Eagles played and said, I'm retiring, nobody would have cared either because that end of the season was tough. They were 10 and one. Nick Sirianni talked smack to Chiefs fans and they went one and six the rest of the way and got bounced in the playoffs at a game that really wasn't anything special against Tampa, right? So after having that seven, eight week stretch, the last two months of that season for Philadelphia, do you think anybody in that locker room wanted to come back for next year? Hell no. And so if somebody at the end of the game where they just finished off a miserable stretch said, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. That's emotion speaking. You got to wait till the off season gets here and you can process everything. And so I wouldn't be surprised if both Kelsey's are playing next year. I'll be shocked if both Kelsey's aren't playing next year. Yeah, I think he's going to turn in his his uh, chief stocking cap and head back to head Philly. Head back to That's Philadelphia, yeah. Gonna Six Ten Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD Two Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Uh, coming up at eight fifty, your chance to get registered to win a five hundred dollar gift card from High V. We'll play a highlight from one of the appearances in the big game. You tell us which game it was from. We have five qualifiers this week. Got one yesterday, uh, today, tomorrow. Uh, Thursday and Friday, your opportunity is to get registered to win a $500 gift card from Hy-Vee. Be listening coming up at 850. Um, I'm not sure why he only went back 12 games, but there's a, uh, there's a Travis Kelsey, like uh, almost like here's the, the, here's the uh, perspective. It's gotta be like the last four years, roughly. Right. But, why wouldn't you go back a little bit further even? He wasn't that good in the playoffs. If you recall before uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, this the four years doesn't encompass Patrick Mahomes even. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, maybe because he got tired. I don't know. Because you look back at at Kelsey's numbers and they're stupid. Oh, it's insane. His playoff numbers are now s- suddenly stupid. 116 yards and a touchdown this past week. Right. Um, 75 and two touchdowns the week before. 71, 80 plus yards TD. 78 yards TD. 98 yards two TDs. 95 yards TD. Go on and on. He had like a stretch of five straight 100 yard games. Uh, including four touchdowns during a span as well during the uh, the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, just we discussed like the Chiefs playoff reference page that was so bleak for yeah. so long, and then you go and you look how full it is now. Go look at Kelsey's playoff game logs mm-hmm. now. How dumb they are. How many touchdowns does he have in these last 12 games? Well, he's got 19 total in 21 playoff games. Uh-huh. 
and he had one Prima Holmes. Okay. So in the last 12, though, playoff games, AMC. this guy broke down, right? In the last 12 games, 104 catches, 1,178 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Chiefs are going to Super Bowl 58. 5 plus 8 equals 13. What? 13 is Taylor's favorite number. She is doing all of this. Yeah, well, she has been to a lot of games. Says she's been to 12 so far. Super Bowl will be number 13. Yeah, and on the other side, a crazy comeback by the 49ers. 49. 4 plus 9 equals 13. Right. Anyway, the Niners are a good team. They're a one seed. What are the Chiefs? A three seed. One seed. Three seed. 13. Okay, but isn't she going to be in Japan for the Super Bowl on, like, February 11th? 2-11? Well, that's the day. 2 Plus 11 is 13. Uh, okay, but she can't possibly get there in time for the game. A nonstop flight from Tokyo to Vegas. Oh, I think I know where this is going. 13 <laughs> hours. Okay, fine. I guess she could make it, but it's not 100%. 100. Oh, boy. 100 minus 13 is 87, which is Taylor's boyfriend's jersey number. You're really stretching it here. She is a mastermind. Okay, but not everything is 13 related, right? Like, this game will be Travis Kelsey's 22nd playoff game. Oh, no, I immediately regret saying I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. Are you going to be doing this for the next, I don't know, how long until the Super Bowl? 13 days. No. (laughs) Well done. Can't argue with those numbers. Like, if that doesn't make you smile and laugh, I don't know what does. a lot of good research there, too. Oh, my God, it is, right? So that's why I say 13 touchdowns in the last 12 games in the playoffs for Travis Mm, Kelsey. mm. It all comes back to 13. That's probably why he went only went back 12. Probably so. Off, that yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had 13. 13 touchdowns. Games. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just looking at his entire body of work. And I know, remember early on, there was, oh, get in the end zone, right? First uh, three playoff games, didn't find the end zone. Fourth one did, but that was the loss to Tennessee. Right. And then even then that, that following playoff where they lost to, uh, ended up losing to the, uh, to the, uh, uh, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He had one touchdown in those two games of the postseason. Had 100 yards in the Indy game, but then had just uh, three catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown in the New England game. And I think we pretty much were like, okay, you need a playoff Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And then it's just been a house of fire since. Right. Just stupid. Sense. Stupid numbers. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's why Gronk's trying to push him out the door. 19 touchdowns now in 21 games, 1,800 yards. And 19 touchdowns in 21 playoff games and a 15 and six record. <laughs> Just forget it. I don't know, Rob. I think, I think he's seen better days. Mm. All right. Can we put the, uh, can we put the BS meter on one? Justin Tucker, who uh, the, the kicker for the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens who poked the bear to start the game the other day. You mean the guy that's embedded in his off season? Y- yes. Oh, that guy. Well, yeah. He's probably going to be kicking in the pro bowl games. I would think, wouldn't he? Right. I mean, it would have to be, but the the pre-game antics that happened between Mahomes, Kelsey, and Justin Tucker, where Justin Tucker was trying to set his tee and his ball and kick the ball from the goal line for some like okay. Particular so reason. I originally thought that he was kicking from the goal line the other direction, but he was kicking from the goal line into the uprights that were ten yards away. Correct. Why? I guess that's where he starts his practicing. Go to the I other end know. of the field, pal. I don't know. You're a kicker. You really want to go in there against, like, I don't know, other NFL players that, you know, people respect other than the kicker? I mean, the kickers go about their business and do their work, but you get out of the way and, you know, 
you you share the field during warm-ups. That's what happens. You share the field during warm-ups. And but don't you split it at the 50? He's putting his ball in his helmet. No, they do. They are on both sides. But, you know, you can work off to the side a little bit. You don't have yeah. to be right there where the Chiefs are, are warming up their offense, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a little give and take. You saw the video of Kelsey throwing the helmet away. I told you yesterday about watching Patrick Mahomes kick the kicking out of the way a couple yeah. times. and. But looked, have you ever seen a kicker warm up that way? You've been on the field a lot, like where they set their tee at the goal line and they're kicking a ball 10 yards. Like, have you ever seen that? I have not seen that. Okay. Then it's never they, done before. Well, the kickers do do weird stuff at warm up. So you're like, why are they doing this? Like put the ball on the tee and then, and then just kick it mm-hmm. without, well, when are you doing that? Right. You're running up to the ball every time. You know what I mean? So they do weird, they do do weird stuff. I heard I Mac Brown didn't like him at Texas. I think just to fill time sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> the kickers do, you know? So they're, they each have their own little routine or what have you. But um, Justin Tucker felt like, yeah, he was in the way. And it didn't look it didn't look jovial. It really didn't. So Justin Tucker was asked about it yesterday and said he only has one thing to say about this and then proceeded to answer then a follow-up question about well, of it. Course, but let's yeah. put a little BS meter on, on, on this one. I find it kind of silly that we're even having to address it or talk about something that happened before the game that I really don't see as a big deal. Um, you know, and, I mean... I think if you just see the whole interaction and then you see us at the coin toss, we're all dapping each other up and then we just get on with the football game. But, um, you know, for those that don't know, the way it works is each team's kicker uh, goes to the other team's uh, designated warm-up area on the field. And for me, it's usually about 90 minutes before kickoff. So um, I've been doing the exact same thing for 12 years, never really had a problem with anybody. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that's just that's just kind of the way, the way we've always done it, and the way uh, kickers around the league have always done it. Um, you know, and I, I saw Patrick there trying to warm up and get some drop back. So uh, he asked me while I was on the ground stretching, like if I could move my helmet. So I happily got up and I moved my helmet out of the way. At least I thought it was enough out of the way. Um, and then uh, Travis comes over and he just kicks my stuff and he throws my helmet. And I just thought it was all just some gamesmanship, um, you know, all in good fun, but. They seem to be taken a little bit more seriously, um, and uh, I'm I'm totally willing to let it all go. But um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that that's just you know what I've done for 12 years, and it's it's not like I'm out there trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game, just like they are. You didn't say, and yes. that's and that's that's all I really got to say about okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just Except for this, have you ever had a, like in those 12 years of doing that? Have you ever had an issue like that? No, like I just said, never, never had a, an issue with anybody. Um, you know, we're all, at the end of the day, we're all professionals just trying to get ready for the football game. Uh, those are two of the best players that have ever played the game at their respective positions. They're just trying to get ready for the football game. Obviously, it's an intense environment, so um, it's, it's really whatever to me, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get ready for the football game. You said nothing. You just let it go, right? Yeah, I was just getting ready for the football game. Go blitz the A-gap then, Justin. <laughs> he was literally, st- like, standing right in the, like, even when he, when he was, like, they're stretching, he's like, you could stretch somewhere else. You could have stretched somewhere else. They were literally, like, running patterns and stuff. Patrick's throwing the football. The wide receivers and Kelsey and everybody right. else kind of going out for passes. And, like, you're there stretching, and then your stuff's on the ground. Just get it out of the way. Like, you could have you could have waited five minutes and had that space if you needed felt the need to take run up and kick the ball from the goal line 10 yards into the uprights mm-hmm. as part of your warm up 
I'm not buying anything he's saying. I was talking to a source close to the University of Texas yesterday about this because Justin Tucker was down there. And first of all, he kicked in high school football in the state of Texas. I know some people down there are like, nobody liked this guy. And then second of all, I heard a story somebody tell me yesterday, again, connected with the Texas football program, that Mac Jones bent or Mac Jones, Mac Brown benched him one time because he said, don't kick it deep. We don't want you to kick it deep. And the guy disobeyed his coach and kicked it deep. And so Mac Brown sat his ass on the bench. So this is a guy that has stories upon stories upon stories. I actually know a kid who kicked against Justin Tucker does not like him at all. So this is not something that is normal per se. This is him being a douche. Anyway. And they all have their, their, they're very much creatures of habit. They all have their routines. Mm -hmm. I guess some more than others. Patrick has a very, specific routine that he goes through at warmups all the time. Have you ever seen Patrick get in the way of the other team though, on purpose? No, 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 no. That's the difference. That's the difference. Go do your routine. You do you don't get in the way of everybody else. This is a society, but I, but I, I would believe that Patrick would be upset if someone messed with his routine. Yeah, but if he's doing his own routine, right, yeah, and I'm, then somebody not, gets in his way, you punch him in the face. Right. But that, you're saying in he's everybody very, else's way, he will be very, and you're a kicker. He'll be very protective of his routine, and I know kickers have routines too, but it didn't have to be in conflict, and the kicker made it in conflict. Right. For no reason. For right. no reason other than to be in conflict. Right. You're, you're, I firmly you're in believe that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're out there. You're in conflict. You're trying to cause a a situation you're trying to cause a disturbance i just like that they said the two they were involved had one and nothing with with it yeah Kelsey and mahomes and like you just pissed them off you did you're, you're trying to be a d-bag man and like th- there's no reason to do that and and i hate to say karma because you know the taylor swift things and dungy may get upset but karma karma with with justin tucker and karma with zay flowers Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride will drop by for his weekly visit coming up at 825. We'll chat with uh, Pete about the upcoming matchup. And Chiefs are not in the same category as this. We'll tell you what next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride drops by the show on Tuesdays at 8.30. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.